Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. Followers by Hundreds of AU featuring my friend Paul Allen on vocals and guitar. Followers is off their new album, Acting from Remote Satellites, that you can get from Patient Zero Records right now. I was born in Chilton Hospital. I think that's in Clifton, New Jersey. Um, I, uh, I I can't. I didn't have a bad upbringing. You know, my parents uh, they always um, supported what I did to an extent. They, 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 I don't know how to explain. Like, um, I still play bands. I, I sent, so hundreds of AU's record came out today, right? And I sent them a link to the um, to the article. And I was like, oh, they might be. They might think this is cool because it's like press, right. no reply, no no reply. But <laughs> but I can't complain about that because when I was growing up, they I was in bands in high school and on Friday nights it was it was a type of situation where my band would practice at our house and my mom would bring out pizza, you know. <laughs> so yeah. so I can't complain. I and I, I had a good upbringing and I quote unquote they raised me right, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I just. Uh, I, I have no complaints. I don't know. I don't know where else to go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a sister. Actually, my sister right now, she lives in San Diego, and she's driving her bike, her her bike from San Diego to, to New Jersey. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I've heard about yeah. people like doing like different cross country treks and stuff, like whether it's bike or like jogging or whatever. Like that's become way more of a thing. Uh, what was? Do you know like what was the big inspiration for that? Well, she set herself up. She was she worked like a job she hated for years, but she like accumulated like enough to like to to set herself up so she can be off for a while, but live. What's the word frugally when you live off little, right? You, you, uh-huh. like, you, don't, you don't you live very minimally. So she set herself up, uh, and now she's doing she's essentially just doing what she wants, which is great. You know, she's she's a year younger than me. Uh, I wish I was as. I wish I was as um, able to take as co- as confident to take the risks that she has taken, and I'm not. And in that way, I look up to her because I I don't think I can drop everything and drive my bike to San Diego. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, you know, like people wind up in different spots of their life. You know, there's definitely a time I could think of in my life where I would have done that. You know, but um, but like I used to. You know, when I was like in my late teens, I used to just like get on a Greyhound and go wherever just because, wow. you know, but um, yeah, I that was like that was before a lot of like really big 
like like I start having like really big like travel anxiety and stuff too like later in life so it's kind of weird how how like used to just be like sort of carefree when it comes to stuff like that but yeah but that you travel now i mean not now but before covid <laughs> right, right. you travel a lot with because of music right so yeah and i actually you know just like a lot of things just like this podcast and um sort of like not forcing myself to because i want to i just want to be more comfortable doing it like this podcast was like a way for me to be like oh i hate how i feel when i'm trying to talk to people when i'm trying to connect with people like I should just start doing that like as an exercise, you know, to um, to help help myself through some of those anxieties. And so coma regalia was a big part of like me working through those travel anxieties, like because in bands that I was in, like in like the early aughts or like the late 90s, like I would I would be on like a four hour just like practical meltdown like on the way to the show just being like oh, wow. i felt like i was going out of my skin and just like you know um, so like so like this would have been the fact that there's no shows right now you would have been like more more okay with it i guess right is that or no <clears throat> yeah no i i mean i would have like i couldn't record music and stuff at that time so like um totally different yeah just, yeah it, it would have yeah. been it would have it would have been hard like just because yeah, I mean, it was hard for me to do that, but I also, that was the only way that I was able to express myself was to do that. So I would keep trying and then kind of like what happened was I, I didn't travel for a long time because I it was my, my first kid and stuff. And, and then I was just like, oh, I absolutely have to start doing this again because I'm not making music. And there's this part of me that's just like missing, you know? And uh, so... Yeah, it was, you know, they call it immersion therapy. It's like you try to start slow or whatever, and you just trying to do it uh, and sort of make yourself do it until it becomes like, not like necessarily easier, but you just know, like, you're going to make it out the other side or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you said that your parents, like, you know, they, they never ne necessarily offered, like, uh, a lot of like um like verbal support or whatever but the support was there as far as like you know letting your band practice there and stuff um, yeah absolutely yeah did, I, I i love them for that i love yeah. them for a lot of reasons but i love them for that yeah. for sure did did your were your parents interested in music at all like growing up like did they listen to a lot around the house or honestly not much like my mom so this is funny my my mom more so my mom liked to dance and and um my mom had a guitar. I remember when I was four or five years old, and me and my sister destroyed it. Uh, oh, no. So I have that's like one of my first musical memories. Actually, is, is destroying my mom's guitar, uh, and like, then uh, like literally destroying it, or just I like... think so. I, I maybe we just broke the strings, and she thought it was destroyed. Because uh, okay. looking back, people, people, you know, people that don't know about the guitar, they. They think the guitar is shot because the strings broke, but really you can just replace it. So I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, I don't think we smashed it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, I do remember that, my mom retelling that story. My mom, uh, you know, um, she showed me, like, I think Michael Jackson when I was five years old. Uh -huh. And I, and I, li I liked that. Um, and then, uh, but my dad, not, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to connect more with my dad now. Um, the, he, he's retired. He, he has a record player now. He's got some records, you know, he listens to like Led Zeppelin stuff and like Cream mm -hmm. um, stuff, you know, from the 60s and 70s. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't really a part. It wasn't really a big part of um, music. Wasn't really a big part of my household, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we had dogs and animals like uh, my mom rescued some skunks for, <laughs> from from a tree, I think, that they were nesting in. <laughs> uh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, my, we always had rabbits, like like tons of rabbits, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I remember from my like, growing up. Music wasn't a big part of it. I kind of just like that was like. I think about this actually a lot. So, um, music's a thing that I, that was my own thing, and I think that's why I really gravitated towards it. It, it was the only thing that it was my choice. It, it was my thing. Uh -huh. If that makes sense, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, I mean, you know. 
a lot of times I have that this conversation and someone's like, yeah, my mom played piano or whatever. So then they, they sort of um, offered the piano on that person and then they hate the piano. You know, they're yeah. like, I couldn't get away from piano fast enough. But once I started playing bass or whatever it was, you know, then people, uh, that's when they, they, you know, discovered like their passion for it. But like, you know, it sounds like, you know, you're, you came off the top turnbuckle with an elbow drop on your mom's guitar and smashed it. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no more guitars well, also, for you. It's funny because my mom has a, I actually got my mom a piano, um, <clears throat> Because somebody from work was was giving one away. It was what do they call the piano that uh? It's not like a Casio keyboard, but it's like big, but it's not like a grand piano. What's that called? Uh, is that, like, is that a, a player uh, piano? A standing piano? Is that okay. what it's called? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I so, don't know like any of the. Yeah. It's like a it's like a, a piano that sits, sits against the wall and it's kind of big. It's it's like not a it's not a little keyboard. My mom right. plays that and it's and I and I love like she like plays for her dogs and stuff and I, and and she. Everything she plays sounds like uh, Twin Peaks music. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. So she just improvs. Like it, it, she just like plays what, what she wants. It's it's cool. She started that maybe like three or four years ago, or more, maybe five years ago. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's awesome. But, when you were growing up, you never played an instrument in school band or anything like that. Yeah, I I, I did play uh, in fourth grade. I played sax, and I actually wrote the first song I ever wrote was on the sax. <laughs> yeah. So me and my friend. Uh, Maybe my friend Louie, he was playing trumpet. We were in his uh, family room, and uh, we, we we learned hot cross buns, and we're like, "This is fucking boring, hot cross buns." <laughs> stuff. So we like we like use the same notes, but which is the way I still write music. Like I learned chords from Tom, and 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 then I'll I write a song with the same chords because I I didn't know those chords before. So we learned hot cross buns, and then I remember the song. I'm gonna sing it to you real quick. Okay. <laughs> so you know hot cross buns. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Okay. So we just went, we just like went, and like we called it, we called it motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> I remember that. That's awesome. That's... Yeah. So it was like, and we had like, it was so dumb. Motorcycle, motorcycle, vroom, vroom, vroom. That's that was the words. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, but then that was only a year. I really didn't. Uh, it, it, the same year, you know, like the kid. That's when Green Day Dookie came out. So like. Uh, I remember like on the playground, just hanging out around a, a little tape deck with boombox thing with other kids. And then, uh, listening to, to that. And then I wanted to learn how to play guitar since then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's wild. Like, you know, uh, the, uh, guitar tones on that album actually like kind of shaped like punk guitar tones for years to come, honestly. Yeah. Like they put it in a pedal. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't. You can buy a Green Day Dookie pedal. Go, hey, look on Reverb. It's really funny. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, um, so like, yeah, there was there was like even like a time, you know, we uh, an old band of mine had a album mixed at Sonic Iguana and and Mass, you know, from uh, Mass like at Sonic Iguana produced a lot of those like lookout records albums and stuff. And, uh, and, um, he was like, yeah, when I'm mixing like any of these albums that came out on lookout or a lot of them came out on, um, he even worked on like some epitaph and fat rec stuff, you know, he's like, I put in, um, like what I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to remember what song it was off, the top of my head like the name a bit but there's a song that starts like uh with just a couple lines of guitar and there's nothing else in the track but this couple lines of this guitar and he's he'd say that he'd put that like in as the reference file and okay. he got the guitars to sound like that he wasn't happy maybe welcome to paradise yeah i that's the first one that i was gonna say and i was like it can't be the first one i thought of can it but well that yeah. one was also like redone that was like on an older album so it could be that one <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that's that's wild that there's a pedal i bet it's i, I mean i don't know you know who knows but i bet it's not good like yeah, you it's know, <laughs> like like it'd be too easy, right? Just like you know, I don't know. The Green Day Dookie, I, I, I almost—it's uh, a lot of—it's like two hundred bucks. Which oh, is like so, yeah. For, 
for a distortion pedal, it seems like a lot. There's no tube in it or anything. Yeah, that's too um, much to 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 pick up like on like a a whim. Yeah, like an impulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like let's see if this really works. You know, it's too much for for just that. Um, it, you'd have to be basically be like, well, I'm gonna write an album like just like Dookie, and yeah. nothing else will. Uh, nothing else will. Um, did the guitars of, that you you recorded with that person end up sounding like that or no? Um, I don't think so, but no. you know, um, we we would just mix there. Uh, we didn't record our guitars there. We just mixed there, and um, and he didn't. He wasn't even the one that was mixing our thing. Like some um, someone else mixed it. Dan Lonely mixed it, but uh, okay. yeah, like he was just telling us offhand. He also told us this really wild story about. Um, one of the Screeching Weasel albums that he mixed, which was like, it essentially, to make a long story short, because this isn't mm -hmm. about somebody else, um, essentially he, he had like a tape dub of this album and somebody else lost the tapes that they left with because oh, somebody else was supposed to mix it. So he had a tape dump down of this album and that's how he mixed this Screeching Weasel album by making... A layered tracks of this tape dump and it's not is it it's not boogada boogada is it uh it's it's uh yeah i think it actually was it's either that that's or the, the only one i've ever heard so it's either that, <laughs> it's that or the self-titled it was one of the first two yeah okay but i don't know it's just it's just funny like he he's talking about just like copying this this one file over and over and just trying to isolate the guitars in in one track so he can work on the guitars oh wow with like eq tricks i guess like frequency yeah trick yeah tricks. exactly wow. and i mean wow that's way above my pay grade and all yeah. that but uh, <laughs> yeah anytime somebody starts talking about frequency stuff and it's like okay this is why i don't do this <laughs> yeah i like i can like i'm like if i have just a guitar like i can make just the guitar sound good but like when it comes to like there's like ways that you can just take a vocal out of a recording and i'm like what are you what? i know like it blows my mind i guess that's how they make karaoke though right right i mean it has to be right i think like originally you know karaoke was just like made by like um either getting like the masters like uh from like the label or something or having someone who could do like shitty reproductions because you ever go to karaoke oh, yeah, yeah. back in the yeah. day and it was like this doesn't really sound that much like the song yeah <laughs> it was and then and, and then like the, the structure will be changed too they just do like a verse chorus verse chorus over and over or something yeah yeah but like yeah i mean i, mean, I think sometimes they probably did have like a, an authentic like uh, instrumental track or whatever and that reminds me of this story that tom told us once about a label that wanted to get the black kites i believe it was black kites he said the black kites instrumentals from their thing for for possible like rights and tom was like uh no that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, you ought to ask Tom about that sometime. It was it was a great what, story. for like guitar hero or something? Yeah, basically, something like that. It was like a label that was like, yeah, and I'm going to need the instrumental onlys of this for uh, rights reasons. And Tom was like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, That's crazy. Imagine like a, like a guitar, like a, what's that other game, the band hero or whatever, uh, but like, it's, it's like screaming vocals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I do. I mean, I have like friends that have had tracks on, um, guitar hero and stuff and like that's if that's what you want to do you know then that's like that's that's really cool like you know like um a band that i used to be in what ha ended up having a song on it was after i wasn't in the band anymore but they ended up having a song on like a sean white snowboarding or something and i was like that's really cool if that's what you want to do you know but like the someone from outside of the band being like i need this for something that is like my own in my own interests and not in our collective interests you know is very weird. yeah um it is yeah but um yeah so you were writing songs uh at an early early age like even though you you're like yeah i was kind of biting something else and putting my own spin on it i mean like that's so much of what songwriting is i think you know it's just yeah. like 
So like the fact that you like sort of cracked that code early on, um, did you think that um, like once you were playing guitar later and stuff, did you think that like that having that kind of attitude was like freeing in a way and and like helped you like avoid like writer's block in ways that like other people might experience? I think that, I think that, um, so I know a lot of, I know a lot of parts of songs <laughs> and I don't know full songs I, and I could never be in a cover band. <laughs> and I think that like, I, I, it's almost like not wanting to put the effort into learning the full thing, but then taking it and making your own thing out of it. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, um, we, I played that motorcycle song, whatever, in, in fourth grade on the sax for one, because Hot Cross Buns was boring, but also uh, I only knew those three notes. <laughs> uh, so it's like, oh, you can do this with this. And as far as the writer's block thing goes, I think that um, it, it's uh, maybe not so much writer's block, but like, but, but keeping the interest in the instrument, I, if that makes sense. Like, um, I always just put up riffs all the time just because like, you know, stuff that's unusable or it's not going to go in a band or a lot of times I'll revisit it and it'll become a song for a band like as a reference point. But, um, um, I, I think so. Like, so when, like if, uh, for example, do you know the, 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 the last song on, on the first hundreds LP, um, signature, uh-huh. so that's the same chords as the, um, that's the same chords as, um, I think the fourth track down and 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 I only brought that to the table because I was fucking around with the song and just kind of like laying down and strumming it and I and then I brought that other song to the table based on the same chords that Tom had had taught me that which I didn't know before so I would say yeah it does help with uh, if you get stuck but it's not like I'm seeking stuff out <laughs> which yeah. is kind of like I'm yeah. not seek I'm not I'm not trying to get any better. I'm, I'm just like I'm learning things because of this set because I'm in I'm in a band and we're using these chords now so I got to learn these chords I'm not I'm not going on YouTube or looking up chord charts I'm not I'm not doing any of that stuff uh, to try to I don't try to get out of writer's block if I have to force something it's not it's not it's not worth it I think or not it's not gonna happen at least yeah yeah that I was think... a long winded response I'm sorry <laughs> no that's fine I think it's interesting like when you know when you like. Um... When you're t when you're talking about like uh, you you hear a part of a song and you're and you're like you know you learn only that or or whatever I think that's kind of like I mean don't we all do that is is what I'm trying to like yeah there's always something and you're like like I never am like oh, like, I could do that better, or if you did that this way, this would be better. But it's always, like... I, I'll, I like that part. Yeah, like, I'll latch on to one spe specific thing about something, and you'd just be like, whoa, like, that, the way those drums are, you know, is really cool. And which is funny, because when you um, were talking about motorcycle and you hummed that out, I was like, that cadence of that, a uh, motorcycle song that you wrote actually sounds like good screamo drums. Like, da, 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 you know? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not that's bad. The or could be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, um, there, I think like, there's a lot of times when something feels like it comes out of nowhere, but a lot of times it is just like observation and not even necessarily conscious observation you know and then you're just like you're retooling something you've you've already heard or or uh been mm -hmm. influenced by but um i don't know that's very cool yeah try and just do the part that you like like uh and then going off that like uh there's some bands i listen to i don't like i don't like all the parts of what they do like i'm not gonna lie like all i don't like everything converged every part that converge plays but <laughs> there's parts that, I, that I, i'll hone in on and I, I really like
like about how old were you when you went from like um, saxophone to guitar? Did you said you didn't play saxophone very long? Did you um, just like did you like uh, sort of like go away from like learning instruments for a while and then like pick up guitar later? Sort of like so. Uh, so in fourth grade, uh, which was actually funny because it was 1994. My grade level always lined up with the year. So fifth grade, I was in fifth grade. Uh, I, I, you know, I discovered Offspring, and I think and Green, well, Green Day, and then Offspring. I think Offspring had a bigger impact on me um, at the time with Smash. But um, everybody knows, you know, how many conversations are there about how that's how people got into punk, you know, my age. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so I, I pretty much was settled. You know, I didn't even know ska was a thing. Maybe if I had discovered ska earlier, I would have stuck with the sax. But, uh, <laughs> like, it was 96 and, and Real Big Fish came out. I Maybe I would have stuck with sax. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but um, I was like, I want to play guitar. And uh, I ended up getting, you know, like I said, my parents were supportive and, and, and they wanted me to do something. So the sax, uh, I, I didn't rent the sax again. And then I, I ended up getting a guitar for one of the holidays. And it's funny because... I used to just put, I would put it on and wear it low like Billy Joe would, you know, Billy Joe Armstrong and just strum it like an asshole and break strings. That was my experience with the guitar. And I would get a couple lessons and they were trying to teach you like twinkle, twinkle, little star. And it's like, I, got a, I, I actually lost interest until eighth grade. So I stopped altogether. You know, I still listen to music, but I didn't try to play guitar until I, until I got another lesson from like some, Thinking back, it must have been some like high school kid or, or slightly older in his room. And the first lesson, he's like, okay, what song do you want to learn? So I brought in uh, an Offspring song, and, and, that, and then he started my lessons with that song. Like for the, first, the first lesson, he was like, this is how you hold the pick. This is how you strum, palm muting, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, what song do you want to learn? And that's, that's what got me into it because um, he uh, – he, I mean, that's actually a brilliant teaching method. What he did, I don't, because yeah. uh, I, I I help run guitar club at my at my school, and that's kind of unfortunately it's not individual enough to, to be able to do that. And I wish we can, but I wish it was smaller so we can be like, okay, what what song do you want to learn? And it could be it might be twelve different songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of um, you know, every time I chat with somebody who has taken guitar lessons it's either an approach like that or the opposite approach like um which is just like learn these techniques you know or whatever and every time at least someone you know that plays in the kind of bands that we you know play in and stuff uh is faced with the person who wants to just have people learn things like just because they say so like it never piques their interest you know every time somebody says what song do you want to learn like and just teaches them how to play system of down songs or whatever they came in there to play like that's the people yeah. that are always like it was awesome you know um yeah and and, th and then once you get interested in it honestly everything else you just teach yourself because you want to learn you want to find out about it yeah that i mean that's how i uh, it worked for me like uh i i would learn mostly i'm a very uh in-person learner like when tom writes a riff i mean when you wrote riffs for those songs i was like i really need to see them <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah so, so uh that's how i learned mostly I, we like you, you've heard of play dates right where we're like i don't know where people bring their kids to hang out sure so when i was like in middle school it was like it was that like my mom would drop me off at my friend's house with my guitar and we would just like share what we know with each other about what 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 we already know yeah <laughs> Yeah, I remember playing this like in like driveways and stuff. Now that I'm, this is cool, these are cool questions you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thinking about like I remember uh, a kid, so Kevin Carapa who mixed all the um, who mixed all the hundred stuff uh, except our first stuff and, and the demo. He was neighbors with a kid, Kevin. I actually I'm thinking in my head. I remember playing in his driveway with because he was learning guitar at the same time. But and Kevin was his neighbor. But Kevin was always on another level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's um that's for sure like I mean I've I think that I got better at guitar in like 6 months of playing with someone like when I was like just finished with high school than I did in like the whole you know year or whatever like 2 years before that like I I just 
I just, you know, we would challenge each other, I guess, in a way that wasn't like, it wasn't a competition, but just we would, you know, like I would see what, what, uh, what, what he was doing. And I'd be like, that's really sick. Like, um, and what if I tried something like this in response to that, you know, and, and it was, I was challenging myself, you know, um, and I mean, when, when you're talking about like when you're way younger, I, I know you probably can't necessarily think, yes, that's definitely what we were doing, but I think that's just how playing with playing music, you know, with other people or playing, you know, anything that's cooperative probably works, you know, it's just, you're just, you, you know, there's some part of you that like needs to keep up with you know yeah, the the overall yeah. energy you know of the people that you're participating with and yeah i mean like you're jogging a lot of memories of, of when i first started playing right now it's really cool <laughs> that's awesome that's um awesome. It, it, it's funny uh because so you start by playing with other guitar players i mean i never I, i'll be honest i never played with any other any other bass players but then you're like okay I can do this now. Let I want to. I want to play with a drummer, and then the it, it, it was like hard to find a drummer like to, that could play, especially like in my high school, like to find a punk drummer. And I remember, uh, I remember like yesterday uh, uh, playing with my friend Adam, who I'm still uh, he's one of my best friends. And again, we're, I guess our parents always put us outside. I remember playing on a deck <laughs> with him, and, and another one of the first punk songs I ever wrote was with him on drums. We got, you know, and, and uh, he got me into like Big Wig and all these other punk bands, but because he could play the punk beat, and and uh, it was it's interesting to think about because, and before that, it was just me hanging out with my friends and playing like Pennywise songs, you know. Yeah. Uh, just on guitar though, going back and forth, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too because when you play, when you're playing with just another guitar player, and you're like, oh yeah, like I'm probably good enough to like play with the drummer now, and and then like when you start playing with a drummer, then you have a bunch of other realizations. Like you're like, Oh, I actually like, am not that good at keeping time. Cause like, yeah. I thought I was like, you know, you, when you're playing with just another guitar player, you, you feel like it's just, it's going, it's going, it's fine. You know? Um, and then you, and then if you play with someone who like competently keeps time, you're always like, Oh, at first you're like, Oh, what's like, this is a whole new experience, you know? Yeah, but yeah, it's and I, and I used to think that when when you when you brought a drummer in, I actually used to think this before I jammed with the punk drummer. I I, I was I was I used to like do cross country and and, my, and uh, a lot of people on the cross country like two other guys guys from the cross country team we would get together, and the one kid's brother would play drums, and the way we would write is like we wouldn't play any covers, quote unquote covers. It'd be like okay, drummer John, his name was John, play a beat. And then he would play a beat, and then we would just play a riff over it, and that that would be that would be the the song for like twenty minutes, <laughs> the same riff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've you know I've played with people like that before when it's just like, you know, they need something to get them going, you know. And there was like someone that I played with before that was just talk about how they wrote songs was just putting like the generic punk beat on easy drummer on like loop or whatever and just right over that and i'm like that sounded nerve-wracking to me like just yeah. the, the same thing just going over and over and you're supposed to produce like different results to it like that sounded yeah that sounded hey if you could do it though and yeah if you can do interesting, it like more power to you yeah yeah i was just like do you remember that game punkomatic do you remember that game uh no it was like a I, class game i know what you're talking about though but i never i never played it's, it it's like what you're saying, except they had pre-recorded bass and guitar also. So you would like do a beat, and it'd be like like whatever, and then like there would be a guitar lead track, and you can do whatever you want, and then you would you can do the whole song, and then like bounce it, not bounce it, but save it, and then that's your song. Yeah. If you look up on YouTube, people save their Uncle Maddox. It's funny. Oh, that's awesome. I definitely will have to look that up. So yeah, you you said that. You you basically, you know, you started like jamming with like, you know, one or two different people like 
uh, here and there in different configurations or whatever. But how old were you, do you think, when your first like semi-serious band, like a band that really started getting together its own songs and everything, how old were you when that happened? Uh, I think 15, 15 yeah. or 16. I wasn't driving. Uh, I know that. It was just uh, like yeah. mom dropped me off. And um, yeah, did you um, like, did you have shows and did you do recordings with this band or yeah we did i probably was i was probably 16 or 17 when we did uh the recordings but yeah there was like a little place called the white rock pavilion and we 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 had shows there and uh we didn't i mean i we weren't running the shows there were like someone's parents ran the shows but and they would always make the same flyer for every show with different band names <laughs> uh, and uh it was it was such a lame flyer but uh it, yeah, so that, so Kevin Karoff's dad, he was part of that. He he was like the sound. He he provided the sound, uh, and then uh, this other guy uh, kind of got the bands together. But through his daughter, who was in my grade, I think she knew a lot of people who had bands. And then, um, yeah, we we played shows, and uh, you know, we were just as bad as any band in high school starting out. I love seeing young bands that suck. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Is like going out there. You know, their amps are like 20 feet in front of the drums and the cables are all fucked up. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I you know, I, I think that like the guts that it takes like as a young person, like to just say fuck it and you're just going to go do this is like unparalleled, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes maybe it's just like, Maybe, you know, I just didn't have that kind of, that level of like um, bravado or whatever growing up. Like maybe the average person does. Maybe they're just like, hell yeah, we're the shit. And they get out there and they do it. But I'm always like, in the back of my mind, I'm always just like, I'm extremely like nervous and tense to go and do this and hoping that it's not terrible. And then, you know you get out there and then you're like, Oh, it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I was like that. I was very much more confident when I was younger. And I, and I, I was like, yeah, we're doing this. I'm more tense and, 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 and self-conscious now than I was when I started a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, ha I would, so I, I love all these memories that are coming to me right now. about <laughs> questions. So, uh, Another, I told you I did cross country in high school, so this is about the time I was playing music. I would find a way to either get out of practice or 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 uh, or stay late in school just so I can watch the bands try out for. Before I even had a band, I would watch the bands try out for the talent show. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I remember some of my friends' bands that, that that I looked up to not making it, and I was like, "How the fuck did they not make it? They're the best band." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny though too, because like. There was this band in my high school that um, we, like my my band while I was in high school, we played like parties, you know, mostly like, um, but uh, we played with this band a couple times and we always thought this band was like really good. And there's a, there's like a, actually a video of one of these shows that I ended up in possession with like some years ago. Just somebody was like, hey, I have a video of that show. Like, do you want me to send it to you? And they sent it to me. And I remember like, you know, being much older and knowing a little bit more about performance and sound. Like I was just like, that band was terrible. Like why did <laughs> we think that they were like way better for than us? Like we, our songs were just like, you know descendants or ramones or mis yeah. misfits ripoffs but like we were tight like and awesome. sounded okay you know and like like the songs weren't great you know obviously but um we were tight and we sounded okay and this other band that was like want to be more of like a alice in chains and whatnot and um they sounded so bad and they were so sloppy and like the vocalist who we thought was a great vocalist because like he tried to sound like Danzig like he was he was so bad he just sounded like an animal that needed to be put out of his misery you know? oh boy <laughs> it was just like just that like painful crooning without without 
they're, like, like not being in key and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without and just without, it, it just felt real postured in a, in that way too. Like I'm sure that you know anybody who's trying to find their thing sounds, you know. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's interesting you said that because I think like, you know, my, my high school had like the punk band, right? And then and then like the the jam band and then like the band that wants to sound like Alice in Chains. Like we had all three of those too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's abs. It's absolutely the way it, the way it goes. I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, because there was another band that basically, like the the kids in that band, uh, worshipped like, um, uh, like Jane's Addiction and Primus and stuff. And so, they were just on this like, yeah, they just wanted to jam and just like play like weird time signatures and stuff. Um, they were probably really good. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. I don't have any. Um, uh, videos to reference from that but uh yeah um so when you played your first show where you you said you were just like hell yeah like we got this we're you know you weren't really nervous at all and the uh the first show i played in front of people was like uh the drummer of my band was from a different high school and his band played uh uh and they let us like play a song or two before his band and yeah, I guess I was like that. Like, I had no... Yeah. We sucked. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I was like, hell yeah, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I, I keep on bringing up Kevin Carafa because uh, he's he's my musical comrade from, like, day one. I don't know. I think he knows. But uh, the song that we played that I'm talking about at this show, that was my, my first show, We were I was, like, at a New Year's party, a high school New Year's party, and... Uh, I would I could play chords. I'm like a rhythm guitar player, um, and still I still am. And I, I, I was like I wrote a song, and Kevin like knew, knew music, and we and our friendship started at this New Year's party because he he wrote leads to that song. And we ended up using that those leads like they they were easy enough for me to play, but uh, cool enough that they weren't just the chords. And that's the song I that was like the first song I played in front of people. And Kevin has just been. Uh, such a big part of everything I've done musically pretty much since, uh, he, he knows it. I think, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say that, uh, he lives across the country and we're still doing stuff together, you know, even yeah. if, it's, if he's mixing, he's mixing hundred stuff or he, he played drums on this, in the, on this punk album I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Stuff like that. Um, so, what did he play drums on the lightning in a bottle? Yeah, he played drums. Like, oh, okay. So my friend Wade awesome. programmed all the drums. Which I ne- I've never seen anybody program drums. He, he he programmed the drums as if he was typing on Word, like so fast. I don't know how anybody does it. Oh, okay. He programmed them, and I really wanted real drums on it, uh, and I knew Kevin could do it, and I really wanted to collaborate with Kevin again. You know, again. So he 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 was nice enough to play him, and he put his own spin on them. They weren't exactly what the program drums were. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that album was great. Um, but yeah, um, so getting into like more, you know, current uh, current stuff. Like, um, you did you first start playing with Tom like in um, Hail Mary? Was that the first band where? Yeah, you... that was the first time. And uh, I met Tom through the old Hail Mary bassist slash guitar player was Matt, and he 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 brought Tom in. I don't even know how they met, but they met. And then he's like, oh, I know someone who might want to play. And then it was Tom. And then was, and then Matt moved across the country, and me and Tom kind of stuck together. Yeah. Now, I, I know that, like, you you said before, like, when we've chatted, you've been, you, you've been like, um, talking about when hundreds of AU first started, how uh, when Tom initially contacted you, you were like, I don't know, you know, I'm not really like a guitar, a guitar player, but like, um, you know, I, I think the, all the evidence to the contrary, you know, um, proves you wrong about that. But, um, like what did it take for you to just, uh, finally just say, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to go for it. Actually, Justin, Justin. Um, at Tom's wedding, Justin was there, and uh, my ex—I was with my ex at the time—and and, and it was just me, Justin, and my ex at a table talking. And I was just—I was just coming out of a band called Scary Stories, 
And uh, I was talking to him about how much I wanted to keep playing. And, and uh, he's like, why don't you join hundreds? And I was like, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not confident on guitar. That's, that's what I, I think that's what I told him. And he's like, why not? Whatever. We talked for a bunch, you know, after a couple cocktails. <laughs> and eventually I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try it. And I remember Tom's biggest thing when he, when, when we talked about it, I think on the phone, I, he, he said, are you, are you sure you're comfortable playing clean channel? And to be honest, I was not, but I said I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and now I love playing clean. I, I think some of the stuff I bring, I bring to the table is actually clean channel stuff. But uh, at the time, I was just like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do, I'll, I could do clean. I could switch back and forth. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you ever watch ALF? Which is a horrible show, but he always says, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in the day, that was uh, definitely definitely walk, watching a lot of Alf. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, if Tom asked me that today, I'd be, I'd be, I'd, in, I'd be in my boots. Like, I'd just be like, uh, <laughs> clean? <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't tell me that our clean was essentially just like a little bit less sort of reverb. I, I thought like I was going to be playing on a Princeton reverb with nothing <laughs> direct, you know? Yeah. But, uh, what was I going to say about, uh, I forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so, you know, Justin essentially was like, come on, you got this. And then you're like, just felt maybe, maybe you felt like, you know, I, I can fake this until I until I get the hang of it. Like yeah, so I pretty pretty much I like because I I definitely I played guitar in bands before, but nothing like like hundreds. I played like in a in a band called Cove on the Bull. It was like a full chord, uh, standard tuning, um, like uh, Dead Kennedys influenced twangy punk rock music, uh, and I uh, and I could do that. And like my high school band, obviously I was playing like because we talked about it. I I, I played guitar, but uh, I, I I think Tom. It's funny because I think Tom went through a similar uh, a similar um, actualization, I guess. Like I remember Tom one time said, "I'm a bass player. I don't I identify. I'm like the, I'm a bass player. I don't. That's what I am." I remember like when he was doing New York '64, and I I was kind of there too. I was I was getting really confident on bass. I was play, I played in a band called Control, and I, I really thought I got the bass thing down, and I hadn't really thought about guitar in a while. And then, uh, and then this came along. Uh, do you know that band School Drugs? Oh, I I remember the name, but I don't I don't know if I knew. So them. it was interesting because around the same time I was I started with Hundreds, I, I was I was gonna go play with them, and I went down for a couple practices, and I kind of had they, they kind of practiced in the same area as Hundreds, and uh, I kind of had to decide am i gonna play am i gonna go into school drugs uh you know I, I love josh i didn't really know the other people in the band uh but there wasn't there was only josh and the bass player but um i didn't know them that well and i was like am i gonna do this or am i gonna am I, or am i gonna go play with, with tom and this and justin in this other band and i had me and tom had been talking about doing a band together since how mary was kind of done so i really wanted to do it and I was like, fuck it, I want to have a clean channel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did it. more than a few recordings there and and tours and everything and so like that's that's all worked out um you know pretty well uh and um you so like 
of course, obviously, up until, you know, the pandemic and stuff, everybody was um, doing things in very different ways. Um, and uh, then, like, just like literally every part of everyone's life, like the pandemic made um, people have to figure out, like, new ways to move forward with, like, their lives and parts of their lives that were important to them. And obviously the band was a part of that for you. So um, what I really wanted to like chat about was how you all basically took it upon yourselves during this time to go all in, go all in on teaching yourselves individually, like um, aspects of home recording and just like uh, how you all basically wrote your new album this way just like sharing files and uh doing doing different types of demos and just like hammering out the details and all that um and i think that's like not i think that's like really amazing and not just like necessarily a thing that people should do just because they have to like i think that it, that you know you can probably agree that like um the fact that you can do all that now like even if there was a time you know in the future where you could just jam with anybody you want all the time like this these skills are invaluable like you know me and you have worked on stuff together at this point because of that you know exactly like yeah. i don't think i would have been comfortable doing that if we didn't do yeah. it. yeah yeah so um, so like walk me through this process for you as far as like when you're first just like okay this is what we're doing this is and these are the steps that i am going to take to make these things happen so i, I want to say this in, in the beginning of of the pandemic we pretty much like when we realized we were on lockdown the conversation happened right away that we're gonna are we gonna do this or are we not gonna do it and there was some skepticism and i know me and tom uh I, 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 for one, I was like, we can do this. Uh, cause, uh, I had, cause I had done the, the lightning in a jar thing with Kevin and, and Wade. And I was doing this, this, this live series in my basement where, um, my two friends were recording video and, and Kevin was mixing the audio. So like I was, I, I, I don't know anything about mixing or anything like that, but I was, Kevin got me set up. He would go on FaceTime with me and all these things. And, and I could mic drums and I could, and I could capture guitar and, and vocals and, and, and jump over hurdles were like, oh, we don't have enough tracks for these vocals. What do we do? Okay, then do a DI from the PA. Like, he, he got me through all this stuff. So I was like, I know we can do this. If someone that knows what they're doing with mixing can 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 uh, mix this stuff and, we can, and we're comfortable tracking it, we can do it. So um, I was all about it from the beginning. Um, the, 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 the biggest challenge for me was uh, doing, this, doing some songs so many times vocally where I, I, I really felt like the whole, all of 2020, I just felt like my voice wasn't where I wanted it to be. It was, it didn't feel right. Um, but on the other hand of that, I did really enjoy being able to dissect, dissect the song. There's something to say for get, writing a song in the, in the room with people. I think that really helps with structure and feel, but if you're going to, if you're going to write a different guitar part, it really helped me with that. So I, I went off. Well, I, I, again, I said, I'm not, I'm not a lead guitar player, but I, I was more confident in doing diff, doing more than I would do on, on previous releases on this on this album because of the the nature of because I can really hear everything when you're recording at home. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stuff where I where I um, there's a learning curve because I use GarageBand because it's so dumbed down that it's it's easy for me. And uh, and Tom likes Reaper, so there was there's a way that I, I had to convert the tracks and he and I, I messed that up. I still mess that up <laughs> um, <laughs> when I send him stuff. I might have even messed it up when I sent you stuff. Just let me know. Um, <laughs> but um, I do like the comfort of that. I, and I do think that um, there's a lot of challenges without being in the same room. And and you have, you essentially have to dissect the songs. on we, we had a weekly meeting like, like we're doing now. And it was like, okay, what should we do with this part? If Tom can edit it, he would do it. It's, it was a lot on him, to be honest, because he, he learned a lot about the – the mixing end of things just just for demos sake um and and editing I, and 
and what works for his vocals, what works for my vocals. He was recording vocals in a library. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, was, I was all about it from the beginning. I'll just say that. And I'm happy that we did it that way. I don't think we're going to do it that way for our next batch of songs, but I do like the fact that we were able to if we need to. And uh, it's really good for because now we're kind of fusing the two together in the process. So we're doing what we were doing for demos, um, for, for um, acting out from, on remote sat- from remote satellites. We're doing the same thing, except when we go to record it, we're just going to record the music live. But we're yeah. still refining and, and, and writing our parts the way we were doing it during the pandemic right now. Except we're getting in a room and tracking it uh, together, and then like I'll be like, "Tom, I messed up on this part. Can you take my guitar out there?" And then I'll go, I'll, I'll send them a new track for that part. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. I've said before, like being able to do this myself was always, you know, I even if I didn't know it, it was all the end, always the end game for me. Just um, I you know you can only be in so many like active bands like at once but i always loved like so many different kinds of bands that i was just like you know if i don't like if i can only be in a band like this because this is what i can find people that like um then how am i gonna make a band that sounds like this other band that i like you know so um being able to learn how to record myself has been, you know, invaluable for some of those kinds of indulgences, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the, um, the, uh, record just came out today as, uh, we, as we were chatting, um, like this won't go online until, uh, a couple Mondays from now, but, um, like, uh, what do you feel like after, you know, the entire process and like all the learning, um, and, and, uh, the, the difficulties you didn't previously have to face when making a record, like, how does it feel for that to finally be out there in the world? Um, it, so, uh, wait, real quick though, uh, cause you were on this, you were on, this whole uh, uh, can we call it distance recording? Just like can we put it under that umbrella, like distance style recording, or sure, or uh, so like it's it's funny because uh, we were doing it, and and so I had this hunch during I guess last April that you know other people might be doing this too because people were sending me songs and stuff. So you were on the comp that I'm talking about. So I just wanted to say that it was cool during that. I felt so for two months straight like. Uh, Mid, I did, you know, we I did that comp where, where people were making songs in quarantine uh-huh. and uh, and doing this this home recording stuff, and it was just something I looked forward to every day and, and uh, every every week or every couple of days, and and I and it was so inspiring that other people were doing it, and this different the different kinds of music that that we were getting on it, and and people seemed excited about it. I just like for those two months, I really felt. I often don't feel like I'm really part of things. I feel like part of something during the, during that time. But, but going back to your question, I'm sorry. No, um, that's awesome. So uh, it's weird because uh, you put out our last two records uh, uh-huh. and as one, and it was already after they were up on, on digital. So like we kind of hundreds pretty much records the stuff when it's done and we put it up. This time, uh, I understand why we had to wait. Uh, we had to wait to put it up. So we did that live stream thing and, there was a sense of completion, but not like a hundred percent. And today when I was looking at the track listing on Bandcamp with like the the timestamps, it's so stupid, but looking at it like that, 10 tracks done all, all up. I felt like, wow, it's done. We did it. It's out. Even though it was done like six months ago. Is it six months, December, about six months ago? I mean, getting, getting close. Yeah. I mean, five five months plus a week. Yeah. Yeah. There was a sense of pride there. Uh, And a sense of, uh, you know, we did it. Yeah, that's Uh, awesome. I always feel like this weird sense of relief as well. Just like that, that's something that, you know, like I spent so much time on is that I can consider it complete, you know, because like, yeah, I don't know. 
you can listen to it like yourself like you know you said you've had the song since you know whenever december or whatever and and you can listen to it and then like once you can finally show it to people and once it's like once it's there it feels like it's there like forever or whatever you know and then you're yeah exactly all right it's like it's like it's taking up space somewhere yeah 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 Yeah. that's awesome well uh, um yeah it's it's a it's a great record i was i was lucky enough to hear it a little bit back um in you know uh in in super secret um but uh yeah it's it's a great record and uh i i don't you know anybody who's anybody who's been you know a a fan or whatever of the last couple albums i think they're gonna hear what they love and also and still find out that y'all have some tricks up your sleeves as well um but yeah um what do you um like what is like what's the uh, overall like reception been like as far as you can tell i mean it's it, to me it's why it's crazy I, yeah. I i usually put out things that don't get listened to so uh, <laughs> like you know about lightning in a jar but maybe it's because i directly sent it to you or something uh no i just keep, try to keep an eye out when i can you know that's awesome yeah. but to me it's like wow i can't believe like the the some of the limited pressings are sold out and stuff and it's just like crazy to me and a part of me is thinking like okay people really want to hear new music because you know we're in a pandemic and, and there's really no shows uh but and the other end of it is like it's it's really humble i'm grateful for it i love you know the fact that to be able to as much as i want to like be like this artist guy who's like i'm just doing this for myself and i don't need anybody else it is nice to get a pat on the back and validation it is nice and to, to see, to know that people are listening and, and that people want the record, it, it really means a lot to me. And uh, especially because there's a lot of ourselves in the record. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, I think, you know, there's, um, there's definitely a, a, I think that every, like, I feel like every time period, you know, there's, there's, not necessarily in the sound always, although sometimes the sound can really be traced back to certain time periods, and that's the, why we use the term dated, like when we yeah, or like production, else. like yeah, the way yeah. the drums sound or something. Yeah. yeah, but I think like yeah, there's there is definitely something that's happening, um, like not in necessarily in sound, but there's there's a general like feeling that this, you know, space and time that we're taking up right now is, is like capturing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's made music feel more important than ever in a lot of ways. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, you said that, um, you have been working on like more songs and, um, you, you're, you're getting set to record those soon. Like, uh, are there any details that you can share about what those songs are for? Yeah, I, I can share them because I heard, I heard a podcast with Tom. He already, okay. he already, <laughs> he, he already so, the beans. Uh, okay. we're, we're, it, it might not it might not seem like a big deal, but I, it is for us and it's, it's exciting for us. We're writing a bunch of songs. Uh, it's Tom's idea. Uh, we both have guitars that have coil tapping. So we're doing a bunch of songs on, on single coil uh, and cleaner tones guitar wise with more uh with a little more reverb the whole time not just for clean parts so we're doing that uh and we're and i would say overall the songs are longer and they're more they're more um they're to me they're bigger the, the songs we're working on now are for some reason they seem bigger to me i don't know if it's because they're three three minutes plus each uh but there, there's there's a lot in them and uh, I'm really excited about the stuff we're doing now as most people are that are doing these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm excited to, to record those. I, I do like, I always liked heavy music that had a little more twang to it anyway. So I'm, I'm thrilled to play on single coil. <laughs> yeah. What, um, which one of your guitars is a single coil? Uh, well, all my guitars, all, all the guitars that I play have coil tapping that I, that I played with hundreds. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, it's always been there and Tom's guitars too. 
but we just haven't really like been like, all right, we're gonna leave this on the whole time and do it and do a whole record like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hopefully people hear hear a difference. Um, it still has the pummeling bass and the, you know and and, and John's <laughs> drums, so it's gonna sound like hundreds, I think. But hopefully it'll be uh, still different. And I don't know what we're gonna do when we play shows and make sets about like playing new and old song are we gonna be that band that has like a guitar stand or i, I don't know <laughs> yeah which i'm not above i don't give a shit i'll i'll do it <laughs> i'm not above it yeah i mean you know uh just just uh have have a uh, someone with someone sitting side stage with the uh um the little uh sweat towels and uh yeah <laughs> yeah like it like a squat the whole time waiting for your or something. yeah yeah they they have like a tennis headband on and you know, a little a little fanny pack with your needs in it. Uh, this is actually sounding like a great idea, and I'm I'm available to be that person. Uh, I think I I could rock that look. And that was my conversation with Paul Allen. Thanks so much, Paul, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to everyone listening as well. Until next time, take care and do good things.